Hey everyone, this is Abik. I just wanted to do a quick forward for this episode for um, making minds and solving crimes. Uh, this is more of a test episode that we did. Uh, it doesn't have you can totally skip this episode and uh, just start with episode one if you'd like. Uh, this was more of a test run because none of the three of us have done any podcasts before and just kind of figure out what the process is like. We had fun, but there was also a lot of nonsense. I if you might notice or maybe not that I went and changed my mic after how much I hated the one I used compared to Scott and Chris. So, yeah, I'll, if you are still listening to it, I hope you enjoy it and uh, take it easy. This is. I know you're a superstar. Uh oh, what's going on? Super super Reading oh, minds and solving Very crimes. Good. Take, take two. <laughs> well, no, we're, we're in a bag right now. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Reading minds and solving crimes. Didn't I, I just say host. that? <laughs> I, that's me. I, I figured it out. It took a second. I'm a little nervous. Everybody calm down. I'm drinking one beer, and that's oh, how we're going to start it. this. I'm not. I am not on my seventh beer, I'm on my first beer. Welcome to Reading Minds and Solving Crimes. I am your host, Abik Basu, and joining me today are my two lovely co-host partners. We got Chris Sacco. Hey, everybody. And we have Scott Lee. How's it going? So uh, we have been friends for a long time, since the start of college, and um, (laughs) we've basically... Done a lot of weird stuff, and this is the latest in something to do to pass the time, mostly because of the pandemic, but whatever, this could be fun. We'll see. It's, uh, the worst case, it's a beautiful shit show, and we kind of go from there. Um, yeah, so this is, I don't know if we're going to use this for or not for the actual, um, podcast. If it is, it'll be like an episode zero kind of thing, but... I don't know, is there anything you guys want to, like, anything, <laughs> any points, or? I was going to say, is this for the Patreon followers only? Oh, yeah, for the $5 uh, tier, you will get Q&A oh. with follow, any one of us. Follow Abik Basu uh, at www.onlyfans.com backslash the brown man. That just, Thank that's you. a, that's Thank a good, you. it's a good link. Please. Please don't go to that link. <laughs> Please do not go to that link. <laughs> we don't know what's there. It's not affiliated with <laughs> zero I'm affiliation. Not, I'm not going to it. <laughs> <laughs> to check it out first. I can tell you that let's, much. Let's see what it's like. You know, who knows? Okay, so uh, for this topic, that we're ultimately what this is going to be is a podcast about the Mentalist, which is a uh, police procedural that debuted, I believe, in 2008 on CBS. I think. Sounds right. <laughs> Sounds approximately right. And we have kind of different levels. So we have Scott, who I believe has seen the whole thing already. That is not... So I watched this show around when it aired. I think I got two to three seasons into it. And then like most shows that go on for a while, I stopped watching it. Okay, okay. All right. So you have no idea how th- where it goes. It could go completely I off I the don't. rails. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Did you just stop because you had to do like PhD stuff or? Um, I want to say that Scott's a doctor. Uh, of, of plants, not people. 
Uh, I wasn't going to elaborate. Or as my mom likes to say, I'm the type of doctor that doesn't help people. Uh, (laughs) He hurts. He actively hurts people. um, But, yeah. So I think I just... Something else came up, and I just, like... Once I, like, fell off it, then episodes started accumulating, and then I just never went back to it. I, I do remember enjoying the show a lot mm-hmm. uh, and it could have been actually when was the writer strike Do you oh remember this? boy that was i thought that was a while was ago before, was that before this? i think it was because heroes okay. I, I remember heroes yeah. is the one that's like the for yeah, me yeah, the barometer where it's like yeah. an amazing first season and then a dog shit second season yeah, yeah. and they never the, my, yeah. the writer strike was the year before this debuted 2007 to okay. 2008 okay Oh, so man, not, not Chris relevant. coming up with the facts. I, I can be the fact to, checker, baby. Mm, I was going to say that uh, this might have been one of those situations where, like, there was a bad season, and then, it, like, I just, like, checked right <laughs> out and never gave it a chance again. Okay, but all right. Case, so. it I turned don't know out why. Red John was affiliated with Blue John, and it just all went awry after that. From <laughs> uh, uh, my own history, uh, I haven't – I actually – realized right now that I really like procedurals more than I thought. I would watch a shitload of Law & Order in high school, mainly because all I had was TNT, and they just would play Law & Order all the time, and man, I loved it. And it, I'm talking like original, original Law & Order with like Hang'em High McCoy, uh, is it Letty? I forget. I forget the, like, the smoking old man who just loved to crack jokes and stuff. It's not Dick Wolf, is it? No, that's just that's Wasn't he the, the producer or something. He's the creator. I just, I just uh. wanted to say Dick Wolf. Qu- question uh. though, can I can I pause you just for a second? So you said you you watched Law and Order a lot, but yeah. you only had TNT. But you correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't have cable, right? Was TNT not a cable channel? No, no, it was. So that was the I got cable the f- in my senior year of high school. Okay, got it, got and, it, got and it. This is why I to catch up. Turns out, like once you actually have cable, it's not actually that fancy. It's not like you kind of just like it's it's just more of the normal stuff. Yep. But if you have TNT, then you can watch like one thousand episodes of Law and Order. That's See, true. I, I, I thought you I thought you were gonna say that like your dad stole cable, but he like screwed it up, and so the only cable channel you got was TNT. <laughs> a big, I, a big will not I confirm nor deny that claim. I would not be bad. <laughs> also, we need to cut this part and post. All right, right, Sacco, what is your history with police procedurals of the like? Uh, If you could call someone so oblivious as to not even knowing that a police procedural is that what it was called, that would be me. I've watched some (laughs) SVU. I enjoy it. They're nice. They're fun shows. But I am... I've dabbled. I've seen okay. a little bit of, little bit of, what is it, Scully and and uh, whatever. Oh, the X Files. Okay. Yeah, I, I've seen like a couple of those. Those are procedurals, yeah, right? That's that like good procedural? shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he, then he's uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yep, I have. That's sort of not really the same <laughs> Some thing, kind but of I like it. Yeah. It's a different and then kind, but I think I think of procedurals. What I what I've seen the most of, I guess, if you can consider Monk a procedural. I yeah. I watched a lot of Monk. Um, that was a lot of fun. It was like a goofy show, and I really like Tony Shalhoub. Um, yeah. I think he. I think Fantastic. part of the. Re- I think part of the reason I like Tony Shalhoub is because he reminded me of my jazz band teacher in high school. 
oh, really? who was also an awesome dude. So that was that was kind of like a ah, I like yeah. looks like him, kind of acts like, like mannerisms? him. Did he have yeah. like yes. is that is that the big thing? Okay. Yeah, he looked like him a little bit, but he was really like kind of a twitchy dude. It was okay. it was cool. So I, I sort of related to that. But in terms of the mentalist, I mean, I knew it was a television show. But when we when we were discussing starting this podcast and I, I looked up a little bit about what the mentalist was, I looked at like the splash art cover out and I was like, well, this is completely over my head. I don't know what this is all about, but I'm excited. <laughs> well, we'll have we'll have a little bit of everything. So um, I do have a question as to why the mentalist. Sure. Yeah. So I have been listening to a lot of podcasts and I, there was just it, something that I thought would be fun to do is do a podcast. Uh, the thing is, there's like a billion podcasts, and no one needs to listen to us talk about like video games. Although, you know, whatever, but we can talk about whatever, whatever we want. I thought it would be cool to have something like super niche and super specific. Um, and in one of the podcasts I was listening to, someone actually had a really good pitch for the mentalist, and it, the the log and the short of it was basically like, hey, this is. One of those police procedurals, like like a almost a mediocre, like just you know by the numbers kind of thing, but like because it has that as a starting point, the highs of this show apparently we'll see are like hit so much better because your like expectations aren't at like a high level. So what what this person com- uh, compared it to, uh, his name is Rob Zachney from Waypoint. Um, he compared it to something like True Detective, where when you're watching True Detective, you're kind of it's like a prestige show, right? Like you're kind of going into it being like, okay, like like I'm really invested, like what's going on, who's the murderer, like what's happening, and like, you know, it's these like two amazingly famous actors, you know, that have done stuff before, done stuff after. And you're it, that's kind of your starting point, so you're like kind of scrutinize it a lot versus something like this, which is like basically like a popcorn show right like you don't <laughs> you don't have to pay a ton of attention the i don't think any of the actors and actresses have really done much since but uh um, they all have like yeah like a lot of like uh background type characters like yeah. they're all i think still working but nothing nothing crazy for sure. yeah but yeah, I mean, we 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 can talk about it. We might be just talk about this again on episode one, like I said. But for now, this is um what we're gonna talk about today. I don't think I've brought it up yet, but uh, it's going to be what has everyone's favorite piece of media since the pandemic has started. Since that's another reason that we're <laughs> really wanted to do a podcast is so I can be a little bit cra- less crazy, maybe more crazy. Crazy in a productive way. Ideally less crazy. Ideally. Um, And yeah, so some what piece of media kind of either got you through or helped get you through the pandemic was exciting. Just something that kind of like helped take your mind off (laughs) a lot of nonsense. Scott, do you want to start? Sure. Uh, I mean, the main thing, and this is I'm going to assume kind of cheating, is YouTube content. Sure. Um, Okay. Just because... I am the type of person that does not uh, stick very well with TV shows, with investing a lot of time <laughs> up front, knowing that like you're not going to get the payoff. Yeah. So the whole shtick of a 15-minute YouTube video <laughs> as something I can consume and be done with is very exciting to me. Um, I can I just can I just yeah. break it and say it is amazing that 
that you say that as we're starting a potential six season. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I'm coming from here. That's so. perfect. That's perfect. I love it. Um, yeah, I think it, 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 I'm trying to think acutely of the, the last time that I started a TV series and then actually watched it to its completion. Um, still haven't huh. seen the end of Game of Thrones. Hmm. Yeah, who, um, who could imagine why? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm the type of person that like I would rather leave something where I'm still enjoying it than like watch it be murdered in front of my eyes. Um, so especially with like long running sitcoms, sure. If I start to tailor off, I would rather remember it fondly, like I remember the Mentalist fondly, <laughs> than perhaps follow it to its uh, natural end. All right, so but, let me uh, test this real quick. When did you stop watching Scrubs? Um, season five before okay. J before JD left. I had already I okay. already pieced out of the show. Okay, that that <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. then he came back later. Yeah, that was a pulp. That was a big mess. I think the last sh- sh- like long running show that I watched in its entirety is Mash. That's like an 80s show, dog. Holy, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? Really? Yeah. It's a long yeah. time. Okay, wait. So I want to poke on this YouTube thing a little bit more because it can't just be, I watch YouTube. Like, give us give us some channels. Yeah, give, give us give some, us like, some content. Hits, what it, What's, like, the greatest hits that we can go check out from Scott Lee's repertoire? I mean, I think we've talked about in the past Steve 1989. Yeah. Huge fan of his content, eating MREs. Have, you not, have we not talked about this? <laughs> Explain it. Explain it to someone who is not... I, so I don't know too much about him. Steve1989 is a a uh, right fine modern gentleman who <laughs> has a odd fascination with uh, MRE, so meals ready to eat, so things that are eaten by soldiers from multiple different countries. Gotcha. And he is interested in, I think you would believe he calls them hero food. Um, and so he Only likes for the to- best. Yeah, order and then on camera consume these MREs, which sounds fine in theory, except that he is also into historic MREs, things from World <laughs> War Two, uh, from the Vietnam like, War, from Korean War, um, and like will eat packaged for yes, World War Two, prepared and- prior to or during World War Two. Um, oh boy. And then will consume the, those things if he deems them to be edible on on camera. Uh, we'll also film him. He apparently had to stop just filming like the tray with the food and start filming himself actually consuming it because people wouldn't believe that he was eating <laughs> a piece of bread that was 70 years old. Okay. Um, what is, so that's just, what yeah. would you say the percentage is of him opening one of these historic trays and being like, fuck no, I'm not eating this versus – uh, let me try it, you know? So I would say 50-50 that he'll say he's not going to eat it, and then and then of those 50% he says he won't eat it, he will consume at least part of it 50% of the time. So oh, 75% boy. of the time he's going to try at least a bite, <laughs> um, and then usually say something in disgust and then eat a second or third bite after that. Um, apparently he's only gotten botulism twice, so that's interesting. One of okay. them from a only MRE twice. that was only... Well, one was from an so good, that was only, again. only three years old. So, um, oh boy, nothing so safe. Something. Yeah, <laughs> that's a rough. That's a rough roll on that one. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I watch a lot of 
tutorial videos on things like woodworking or general maintenance type things. Uh, I find them interesting. People building cabins in the woods. <laughs> just okay. Just cause. Okay. Uh, I, so, okay. Tell me this. Do you, when you're looking for a YouTube show, right? Like, like when, if we're trying to watch a, a normal show, right? Well, a normal, whatever. But like we go on Netflix and you have like, like potential ratings and stuff you kind of go from there i feel like youtube is a little bit more of the wild wild west in that regard do you mm-hmm. tend to gravitate towards something that's a little bit more produced like a like a hot ones i know it's another one that's like you know you yeah. like to watch a lot but you know like that's become so, sort of in like that midway point of like produced show and still like a youtube content kind of thing or do you like to go for that like raw shit like just totally unfiltered like this person is in his garage somewhere. No, yeah. I'm I'm out on on the the totally raw, unproduced, no production. I I want to watch someone that's clearly taken the time and consideration <laughs> to at least like care about the stuff that they're putting on the like putting out there. It doesn't have to be like great. Like Steve 1989 is a perfect example of that where it's not like fantastic quality he produces his own music and you can tell that he produces his own music (laughs) but but like he's putting in the effort to like write a piece of piano music and then like put it before it before and after his video like that's enough to like pull me in um i will also say that even on shows that are like or channels that are more like variety so one that uh my wife emily and i have been watching a lot is called sorted um okay and they do like cooking slash uh, product reviews and stuff like that. So I'm much more interested in the in like the products parts of their channel than like their like competitions between people on the show. So sure, they do sure. like reviews of like pretentious ingredients and then say like if they're good or not. And then if you know if they think <laughs> it's worth how much it actually costs. Because uh, at least to me like that you're like you're getting something potentially out of that. Sure. Um, as opposed to like, I don't really need to watch like four random people like cook hot dogs and see who makes the best hot dogs according to those four people. So, so let me tell you, okay, I, th- you're you won't enjoy this because this is exactly what you said you don't enjoy. But there is a segment Good of start. YouTube. Good start. Yeah, no, absolutely. But but your wife might like it. Who knows? It's kind of, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. It's this whole series of videos on YouTube called grocery haul videos, and okay. what this is is basically just any random person <laughs> any random person doesn't matter who goes to the grocery store and like when you're at the grocery store you just buy a lot of weird stuff sometimes you know <laughs> some of us do i guess sometimes you know why not you, you see something i bought some 3d doritos the other day they were spicy what the fuck man i wanted the normal stuff they don't have them so that was unfortunate but these people will go home and start taking out each individual item, telling you about these kind of things, but then also weirdly getting into personal stuff too. Like they okay, so the, yeah, these are kind of like the unboxing videos, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's that I've heard I've heard about this where people will like will shop and then just like you like they set up them showing the groceries that they bought. It's um, it's fascinating. Yeah, that's not. I'm not in on that. <laughs> I'm I'm out on that. Okay. Same with unboxing videos. To me, is like. I would much rather watch someone assemble something mm-hmm. and like their step by step on like how they constructed it or built it than like watch them like open a bunch of random boxes and like just show you a thing <laughs> inside of it. That to me holds no value. 
That's just in my personal opinion. But it's fascinating, it's man. It's like it's like watching Mind Hunters, but like for people buying groceries. Like just that super doesn't track for me, but I oh, yeah. I like the I like the analogy. That's the stuff. Um, no, all right, sick. Uh, Chris, would you want to go or should I go? What do you think? Yeah, I can talk about stuff. I mean, so I was we talked a little before this about you know what we were going to talk about tonight, kind of yeah. like a like start thinking, right? And so. Sure. <clears throat> the first thing, and, and I kind of came up with a few things, and I wasn't even thinking like YouTube, but I guess now, like hearing Scott, you say that, I would say it has to be literally any content on Twitch.tv, like anybody, <laughs> whatever, whatever video game that I like, I mean, the three of us have been playing video games since college, before mm-hmm. college, after college, we've played together, we've played single player games, a Bic never finishes the single player games, but he tries, he tries, he's, be- he's beaten a couple, HZD, The Last of Us, there are a few that he's gotten there, and thank I, thank you, thank I'm you, I'm proud of him, can't besmirch research- <laughs> my reputation like nope, this on episode nope. zero, okay. I will, under the bus. I will not, no, but, <laughs> but so we've, we've played a ton of, a ton of video games and i think the the main thing that has sort of kept me sane is watching twitch videos right now it's giant pile of team fight tactics because that's what i'm playing and it's it's trying to learn how to play that game um i still as much as i can't play this anymore i watch a pile of dota because it's interesting (laughs) it's like watching football for me some people have to watch the super bowl i gotta watch the international like that is that is what what it is you say you said, yeah. What would you say the difference is between Twitch and YouTube? So I think YouTube is you find things in the past, right? It's it's not necessarily in the past in the sense of like, oh, this has already happened, but it's all it's all pre-recorded. I'm not watching mm-hmm. YouTube live, right? So these are things that, like for instance, I've watched some of those Steve MRE videos, and they're they're interesting. But it's yeah. this is clearly some guy who took the time to record this thing and then put out like a television show whereas curated thing exactly yeah Yeah, that's that curated is a really good word whereas twitch like there's so much there's so much of twitch that's raw baby yeah there's so much of twitch that's just like super goofy shit like the chats when when you start getting into the chats and people are saying dumb stuff like it just always makes me giggle like when (laughs) when someone really latches on and there are a couple streamers that i really like now that i think are super funny uh one guy that i've been i've been watching a lot of is um soju he's a cloud nine streamer he plays for he, he plays tft um he takes he always has like between five and ten thousand viewers so he's a big streamer but okay. he is constantly reading the copy pastas in the chat and it's so oh, funny boy. when he when he reads them and plays into them it just it makes me laugh so hard every time but so so I guess to not to like so that's I guess number one and I had a few okay. things that I that I kind of wanted to say like these are things that popped out sure. um, so the the second thing that I think and this was the one when I was thinking about this question, the first thing that popped in my head, partially because we watched it semi-recently, my wife Sarah and I, partially because I think it's a fantastic piece of media, is The Queen's Gambit. Um, Ooh, okay. And I don't know if, if you guys have watched The Queen's Gambit yet. I have not. Ooh, I've heard so, very good things. But yeah. Yeah, give, me, give me the elevator pitch right now. So The Queen's Gambit is a period piece, a 1960s period piece about the best drunken chess player that you've ever met in your entire life. Uh, if you want a super 10 million foot view of it, but it's the, the aesthetic of it all. Like you really feel like you're, you're back in the day and time, 
travels, right? You you go through periods of time. So you start out with this girl who's an orphan at eight years old and is learning chess from her janitor. And then it travels through her life, basically becoming the like the grandmaster like the best grandmaster in chess you know it's it's a world yeah yeah best in the world and like there's the whole russia you know so this is a girl from i believe it's kentucky um she's you know she's u.s and she's like oh i'm good at chess she goes and plays in tournaments when she's like just out of the orphanage and and <laughs> is like doesn't a even wee know little girl. Yeah, she doesn't even oh. know what tournament chess is and there's people making fun of her and and like there's there's like drug addiction and alcohol addiction and there's just it's just a really 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 good seven episodes that ends. And I think that is there's th- it's, there's not none coming after nothing. Like it's, it's no more seasons. Completed. It's okay. done. And and I, I think that. Yeah. And, and that was one of the things where we were watching it and, you know, you watch the, you watch an episode and you go, well, I, w- I want to watch more. And when it was over, there was a feeling of satisfaction, not a feeling of like, I need more more than that. It was yeah. very, very similar to the ending of The Good Place, where when The Good Place ended, I was like, yeah. That like, like I was it wrapped. Yeah, I was sad the story was over because I wanted more of those characters. But and in the Queen's Gambit, sure we could go on and on and on. But like, she did her thing, and now it's done, and that was lovely. Like I think, yeah, no that one was... wants to be the Lost. I no, I love Lost. I re- I'm probably one of the the bigger people of the Lost train, but yeah, no one wants to be that train wreck. Yeah, so so I think that was really like a really really good piece of media to to just kind of chill out for for seven episodes. It's like seven hours and just be really really into it. It's it's like a not. I mean, it's drama. There's some comedy. There's some some a little bit of dark stuff. Like it gets a little dark in the beginning, and there's some there's some pretty okay. like depressiony things that kind of hit you if if that's something that that you're not prepared for. And it, it's sometimes out of left field, but yeah. as the show goes on, like you get the feeling for like, you really start to understand who the main character is and like sure. how awesome she really, really is. So it's, it was, uh, it was good. I'm, I'm a big fan. And then I guess the last piece of media that I think I would, I would call it's kind of a combination. Uh, we've done a lot of rewatching, during the pandemic. Okay. So we so yeah, we've done totally. Parks and Rec, we've done Avatar, we've done Korra, but to talk of new stuff, Hilda and Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts are okay. two fantastic shows that I I can't recommend enough to anyone. Um Hilda's Hilda? still on ongo- Okay. Yes. So Hilda's still ongoing. Hilda is a cartoon. It's a Netflix show. Um it is the story of a little girl named Hilda who lives uh, it, she starts out living outside of the town of Trollberg, um, which is a giant walled city. Think Scotlandy, um, okay. But it's a it's a walled city, and they are walled because trolls have invaded their city before. And so That's she, no, it's not good. Um, and she goes on mystical magical adventures and meets weird creatures and like has a deer fox, which is the cutest thing ever. And like <laughs> it's it's just it's super duper awesome. There's elves and gnomes and. All sorts of stuff, and the the artwork is fabulous. It's it's oh, great. Man. Yeah, I I haven't seen. I think I've maybe seen like ten minutes of Hilda. I I will co-sign on that artwork though. That artwork is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, they they. I don't even know who the 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 illustrator and the artistry is, but it is 
absolutely fabulous. Um, so that that show, you know, it's a kid's show. The, like, we yeah. watch, I watch a lot of kid shows and, and I try to find the adult parts of them, but I really just like the kind of aloofness and the, the, you know, not taking yourself so seriously. Um, plus I think there's oh. always, there's always kind of good lessons to learn in those shows. Like Avatar has fabulous lessons and Hilda has like wonderful lessons to learn of like, be kind, be kind to the environment, be kind to the surroundings, like be kind to living things and you'll get paid back. And I think that's important, especially, you know, growing up in a goddamn global pandemic, like be kind to people <laughs> yeah. and, and be kind to yourself. And, and that's cool. Um, and then Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, just like three seasons, chef's kiss, start, <laughs> middle, finish. The characters are great. I gotta finish that. I gotta finish that show. You do. You do need to finish that because um, that show was absolutely fire, and the music in it. My God, whoever whoever decided what music to play and what music what music to have at certain spots is just so incredibly well done. Just brilliant, brilliant choices for for the music there. So those are those are the uh, the main pieces of media that I've been consuming to try to. Cool stave off the insanity i wanted so and they're all three on netflix right yeah hilda queen's gambit and uh keep are all on netflix yep cool this podcast is po- uh, sponsored by netflix Netflix. <laughs> i will do they have a catch does netflix have like a catch line god i don't Bum-bum. know I, it's just got that noise that right it? yeah I guess, yeah and like an mm. and like is a it cool just like N? the logo n yeah I, I don't yeah. think there's like a like a catchphrase like tagline. No. no, let's they see. Sh- they should work on that. Yeah, they should. Really, their branding is terrible. Yeah. Oh. They did. They changed their logo like a while ago now, right? It used to be like a red like background with an N, and then they changed it to like a white background with a red N. That threw me through a loop for a while. No. Well, before so, it was just Netflix on just discs being sent to the mail that's right yeah (laughs) netflix debuts one story away branding campaign in 27 countries one story away is the catchline yeah that's that's what they said it's not good send that back yeah (laughs) maybe maybe it doesn't translate well wow we can can think of better something yeah we gotta we gotta workshop that and help netflix out netflix we just need small percentage cut that's all we need just a little if you donate to our 15 dollar patreon we will give you one suggestion a month. Yeah. There you go. That's for you, Netflix. Yep. One <laughs> suggestion. Also, if you're lucky enough, maybe one of us has an extra login. If you're one of the first few Patreon members. Ooh. Gets access to the, the Netflix account. <laughs> the Don't screw up my algorithm, though. We got 99% matches you and stuff. You know that's not. That's going to happen. <laughs> All right, so, bud. Before, before I, I do mine, I do want to quickly talk about the the queen's gambit the only thing i wanted to bring up because for some reason i love like and, and I'll, I'll wrap queen's gambit into this too i love like sports dramas something yeah. about them yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just it's perfect like i if if there's like a super sad movie or like something like i don't care like i honestly like i mean i'll care a little bit but like i'm not like someone who's gonna be like crying at like Oh God! They they killed off this person. You know, it doesn't what a quite robot. happen. Yeah, but <laughs> if there's if there's like sadness in a sports drama, I am fucking done. Like if someone like didn't make the team and they're like just like <laughs> trying so hard and they're like like I got 
bah, bah, I didn't make it. Like, I'm fucking done, dude. I'm just put me away, dude. I Waterfalls. can't, I can't watch that. Like, oh so when, boy. So when they cut Airbud from the basketball team, you just, why you would they do it? that to him, man? He's, <laughs> did they see how good that dog was? Do you know how short dogs' lives are? He doesn't have that. Life. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> Scott. Come on, you're killing me on this one. We have two dogs downstairs. Dude, when when uh, it remember the Titans. When, uh, what's his face? Um, so what you're saying is you you don't remember the Titans. <laughs> I don't remember all the Titans. I remember some of the Titans. The, the Scrubs remember, character. Remember some of the Titans. The Scrubs character in Remember the Titans. When he got in that accident. Oh, oh that yeah, was yeah. hard, man. That was yeah. hard mm-hmm. to see. I will say a, a genre of this that uh, does not match up with my real life. Like, I have almost zero interest in, in boxing. But boxing movies, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. You talking like Rocky? Oh yeah, yeah. Rocky Creed. um, Fuck Creed was real fucking uh, hard. Yeah, Uh, there's been a couple. Cinderella Man was quite good. Oh, uh, what was the one? What was the one about um, Million Dollar Baby? Million Dollar Baby. Oh right. The one about the guy from Lowell. What was the one about the one with the guy from Lowell, Mass? Oh, Christian Bale. Yeah. What the heck was it? No, it wasn't the wrestler. Maybe it wasn't Christian Bale. I thought it was, hmm. but yeah, there's also a fight. Uh, I think it's called Warrior um, that had uh, Tom or not Tom Tom uh, Bane. Okay. But, uh, not to be confused with the Warriors. Yeah, not the not the Warriors, <laughs> but that's and that's an MMA, which is again the same thing for me, right? Like I sure sure the the time that I've watched an MMA fight is zero, um, but. I think it's just because you can get attached to the characters, right? So, like, you totally. actually know their backstory, you understand, you know, where what they've overcome, and then it actually means something when they fight the big bad guy and beat them or lose, and then yeah. you have to come back. Or it was well, the and, it was and the I think fighter. A big part of it is like, like I'm not going through life being like, okay, I'm gonna get killed by like a wizard, you know? Like, it, that's not like a, a thing that I have to. <laughs> I want to pers- see that per- movie though. Personally, yeah. I'm not. I don't have to worry about it. But like, yeah. I think anyone can relate to it, the idea of like. Trying something, it's trying something like at your hardest, in something that's like relatively innocuous and like not quite making it, or you know, like something yeah. getting in the way. Like I think, I think that kind of stuff is like super, super great. Yeah. So like, and it sounds like King's Gambit, Queen's Gambit, sort of does something. In, in, yeah, I don't know if it'll do like tearjerker stuff, but there's there's a couple there's a couple kind of sad parts that'll that'll hit you, I think. Um, gotcha. But it's, I mean. It's very good. I think I think you you mentioned it one time we were talking off this podcast uh, and you mentioned it it sort of sounded like a sports manga in in like oh, in Netflixy form like americanized sports manga and uh. that's Dude, it's some of the stuff that happens because I've read a couple sports mangas. I've I've dabbled oh, it's in the them. Best. It's so good. There are these a couple. Things, th- these things mean nothing to me. So <laughs> so so I'll give you my definite. So a sports manga is like some kid. So I read King Golf, and I'm still reading King Golf, and it's about this guy who is a delinquent, and they call him like his nickname's a predator. He's like a jerk. He figures that out how says, to play. Go- that does not sound. Good. <laughs> yeah, so you don't he, want to be called the predator. That's no, not, so yeah. he. He figures out how to play golf um, and like loves it and then becomes super duper good at golf. But like 
it's it's think of it like he's playing golf like it's a Jap- JRPG. So he goes and he's like, now I need to level up so that I can beat this guy in the long drive competition. So he goes and talks to some guy at the long drive, like the the driving range, who's like, Mr. Here's Miyagi, what you need to do. Tell it's, me yeah. exactly what I need to do. Yeah. yeah. And so so Queen's It's Gambit, all karate kid. It's all that's all it you just you just keep going that way, baby. Pass. And so <laughs> so, so Queen's Queen's Gambit has a little bit of that feel where okay. like she stumbles a bit, and then she's like, this is what I need to do. And then, like, the team gets to get... It's dope. It's super they, dope. They eventually figure it out. And oh, they yeah. Take, they have a signature name. Oh, it's so good. Of, yep. of the move, where it's like, Tornado Blast. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> he uses a power of a tornado to get a hole-in-one. Hell yeah, baby. Give it's me amazing. Just put that it's shit amazing. in my veins. I love it. So uh, wait, so wait. What's your what's your, uh, what's your your media there, Mr. Abick? Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought about... So, the initial pitch that we, we, we said was, or Scott said, I should say, is what is the your favorite show of the pandemic? And I that was that was what I like the framework I originally kinda went with. And like honestly, I don't think I've watched that many shows, or like nothing that like immediately popped to mind. Um So I tried to kind of like branch out a little bit more, more than that, and I think ultimately what I came upon was um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is a PlayStation 4 game. Um, and to give a little bit of backstory, uh, so Final Fantasy VII is probably my favorite game of all time. And not because it's... Not Solid because it, it's... It, yeah. It, and, but, like, so much of it is for sentimental reasons, right? Like, yeah. as a game, um, I, I think we've, we've always talked about this kind of stuff because we all love... RPGs and Final Fantasy kind of games. Um, Final Fantasy VI might be a better Final Fantasy, like, top to bottom. You mean Final Fantasy III? Final Fantasy III might be a better... <laughs> <laughs> better Final Fantasy, top It's to a bottom. better story. Yeah. With, with better characters, I think. But seven, seven is definitely a game I played more of at the time when I was playing. It was, it was like a formative game yeah. for me, I think. I... I I my memory is not like fantastic, but like I still vividly remember the day I got a PlayStation and like <laughs> got home, hooked it up to my rickety ass TV. This is a TV that didn't even have component cables. I literally had to get an RF adapter nice. to component to, to to play it, and it was like a dial, like it was a fucking dial that I had to turn to like I think it was like channel two that would also then go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Switch. And oh man, just seeing I seeing that opening cutscene felt like I was watching real life. Like it was so it like blew my mind. Which which in now if you think about it is hysterical because if if anyone wants to look up screenshots of the original Final Fantasy. I mean, it's, I don't know anyone that doesn't have giant cubes ran. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you Popeye, don't... like, uh... Yeah, yeah, if you don't have triangles for legs, then come on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but so, okay, this is how my this is how my brain is fucked up, though, because I... There's something about how ridiculous it looked that I love, and I still love. Like, I, I can really? still play okay. that first game. See, I can't. I can't go back to it. Totally. And I, But there's... Yeah. There's so much in that game that it's like terrible too. Like the the translation's terrible. Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Shaka, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I'm with Scott for Final Fantasy VII, right? Mm-hmm, where yes. it's where it's that like it's trying to be real, 
But yeah, give, yeah. give me a Chrono Trigger. Give me a Final Fantasy yeah, three. I'll play those all day. Animation. Yeah, because yeah. people still make right. There's there's, yep. there's lots of new games still that use that same art style. Yeah. To me, it's the at the time it was as groundbreaking good, as good as it could be. Right. And you're you're either being young and impressive i think it was more just like at the time that was like the pinnacle of like graphics and games people and didn't like, see that kind of stuff yeah, 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 yeah. totally yeah. it was it was like cutscenes weren't a thing until i feel like yeah, final yeah. fantasy 7 like final yeah. fantasy 7 you could you could bring like family members over and be like check this out like this is yeah. insane you know and they'd humor you <laughs> because you're a child <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it's all to say that like that 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 game holds a special place in my heart. Um, yeah. And so when I first heard of them making a Final Fantasy VII remake, I, my first thought was, I don't want this. It, oh it, no! Such a it was such a weird thing for me to grapple with because um, Square Enix is a big company, they're, and they're a good company. But at at the time they announced it, like it wasn't. They, it's not like they had a lot of great hits and stuff. It felt like a like a cash grab. It was talking about being episodic in some ways. Like nothing about it. Well, uh, I believe that I believe they actually specifically said that they would never remake Seven until they had made a game that was as good as Seven. I think that they, oh there boy. was actually media that they had put that out there. Yeah. And and I'm still waiting. <laughs> you should try Final Fantasy X. Let me yeah. let me let me put that one. I played on, Final Fantasy X. It was okay. It was fine. Blitzball. Was it as good as seven? What no. what can be honestly? Exactly. It, see, it's 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 one of those things where for me it was how do you take something like Final Fantasy? One of the beauty like the beautiful things of that era of RPG was you didn't have to environments were literally an artist rendering of a drawing right it was like almost like a 2d background of something beautiful yeah and and then you could have these like polygonal like people like move it like around it it's not and (laughs) so and because of that final fantasy 7 had the most ludicrous things that you could see because like fuck it like why not you could the amount of time it would take to make this one village that that has like just insane like you know just like spaceships and like zombies with roller skates like sure and then you can just move on to the next time whereas now like you make a video game like the if you're trying to do something like that you have to really like devote time to it you know and yep um all this is people want to go visit that little hut that has like the stuff out front totally totally and i i don't know if it was like almost like a defense mechanism but it was just something where i was like I, I know I'm I'm a sucker. I'm gonna buy this game day one and I'm gonna play it. But I am not looking forward to it. Like this is just something um that I'm kinda like going through the motions on. So because of maybe because of that, but also I just think the game itself is very good. It just it blew me away in in the ways that the the game could take what my imagination believed of Midgar. Midgar being the first big environment in Final Fantasy VII, um, which is, it's a very, like, it's like an urban um, area. There's these, like, giant plates that are covering the sky. One of the big things the, the, the initial game talks about is the fact that people 
can't see the sun. It's a, it's an environmental. It's actually like a, a big focus on environmental stuff, talking about pandemics um, and environmental terrorism in some ways as as a way to deal with like big evil corporations. Um, and these these plates would block the, the sky for people, and it's like that's such an evocative thing to think about. And somehow this game like could deliver on that where I could in this in remake look up and like see this these plates right and like they would have some light going through like it was it was just it was fantastic in in these ways that like really like blew my mind like that like I still think about you know I finished that game I I forget I want to say it came out in like April April May of of last year but like I still think about that game man it's so it's so cool. Um, it was a really good game. Yeah. It. it yeah. And, and I'm sure like a, a lot of that's like nostalgia. Um, another another fantastic part. This is a little. If, if people haven't played it, it's a little bit of spoiler territory. Um, one of the things that it does is it reintroduces Genova, who is this like? <laughs> she's like an alien. <laughs> Extraterrestrial. <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, that came to um, I'll say Earth. I believe it's Earth. Um, Earth like Earth-like planet. Thousands yeah. of years ago, and like tried to destroy, tr- tried to destroy the planet, and like this other group called the Setra. Like, what? It's insane. The story's insane. R- road or was an asteroid? Oh boy, I don't even. I think road, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, but it's what, best not to think about it. Yeah, the, just kind of let it go. The music for Genova fucking slaps. All right, yeah. it is. It's that good shit. And what this game did during the quote unquote Genova fight is it did these like big orchestral pieces, and you could hear, you could hear almost like hints of. Um, that Genova theme, right? It's like a very, it's a very like evocative kind of song, and that you would sounds. hear, yeah, you would hear like a little bit here and there, but like it, it wouldn't, it, it, it would just like I said once again, it's just, it's just like a taste of it. Um, but you're like, it's like this big, like, ho- like pretty difficult fight, honestly, that you're like just really focused in on, and you know, it's, the music is more like a side piece kind of thing. And there's three phases to this fight. Once you get to the third phase, it does a cutscene, which is like maybe like five, ten seconds, and then you you go back in, and then it's like now it's like all the shit's hitting the fan. You really have to beat this boss, but that's when the theme song like fully kicks in, and like I just remember having goosebumps, like I just like lost it. It was just so good, like oh man, yeah, that's if you go play that game if you if you if you uh, if you're a fan, it's, it's really I still good. need to finish it. You do, you really do. It's, you didn't finish that. No. Oh, Scott, come on, buddy. <laughs> it does some part, other part of that to me is right is that like I know I'm gonna hit a hard wall where it's like now wait for the next installment. Totally. And and uh, I mean, I that... almost didn't get it in the first place just because I was just gonna I was just gonna wait out the whole the whole I mean, ordeal. You're gonna be sixty waiting out the whole ordeal though. <laughs> yeah, but I, but think about how much time I'll have when I'm sixty. I guess that's true. <laughs> Some maybe yeah. I might be dead. I don't could, know. <laughs> <laughs> who, who can say? I could have no time. <laughs> Wait, so so Abik, you said that uh, your initial framework of this was a TV show, but then you switched yes. to Final Fantasy. Did you have a TV show in mind? No, that's what I was like. So I I think I was a little bit 
in the same boat as you in terms of like I rewatch stuff. It, mm-hmm. It's just like it's like very like, um, what's the word I'm going to go for? It's like a nice like warm blanket to like just put on a show that I've already seen. I don't have to like invest time in. Like much to Scott's point, I feel like. You kind of have to – if you're watching a completely new show, you kind of have to buy in to some mm-hmm. degree, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I just don't want to do that. Sometimes I want to just watch a show that I know I like, you know? And... Don't make me think too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes I just want to watch some Fast and Furious, you know? I it's got really just... excited when you when you were talking about rewatching something and then you said Final Fantasy because I thought you were going to bring up uh, – what was it? Spirits Within? And you were going to talk about oh, how you rewatched God. the Final Fantasy movie that came out? <laughs> I watch and it every I, year, I, baby. I was gonna, Do you really? I was going to be really no. interested to see Oof. how you justify like being that excited about that movie. In fact, no one's seen it. Spirits Within is a terrible... Awful. It, to be fair, it's probably not that bad, but it was a CGI movie that came out that had the Final Fantasy label, which made everyone who played the Final Fantasy game super excited, then proceeded to be nothing about Final Fantasy or any of the worlds that they created. There were like some, ca- some characters... Demo? There were some no, characters there was, in there, right? There was, nope, nope. There was nothing. There was no. It was very much in the sense of like a Final Fantasy game okay. are usually at not really at all connected, right? But have like touchstones in them. Mm-hmm. Except this didn't have any touchstones. It, mm. it, it. Literally, if the name Final Fantasy wasn't on there, yeah, I would yeah. never equate the two. Like it's yeah, yeah. that okay. much of like a, yeah. okay. of an insane jump. Yeah. Hey, listen, so I was gonna. I was excited for the justification for that, and then. Dear God, yeah. No, that that was a. I want you to travesty. defend that movie right now, Vic. You want, <laughs> listen, Scott. I'm gonna tell you. I saw. I bought opening night tickets to see that. I think I did too. I think I went to the theaters. I think my dad took me. Maybe. Oh my God! How do you um, justify that? How do you show a, a normie? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wasn't there like... wasn't there a garbage Final Fantasy movie that we watched in college that had all the no. characters in it? No, oh, is that a good there's, one? It's not, there's a good one that I mean, good like right. Well, like it has a it had like yeah. Sephiroth and and Cloud yeah, yeah, and baby. So yeah, Advent it was Children. Advent Children. It Advent Children. Up. That was yeah, the name yeah. of it. That's okay. That good it was shit. a follow up to Final Fantasy game as a movie. I think with the idea that they were like, we're never gonna touch this again. Here's something for all the fans out there. Um, that was all right. I remember watching it, that. It and being was, like, that was fun. If you are. 100% invested <laughs> in Final Fantasy 7 like it's must watch but like I would never go back and it, watch it no I would go back and watch it but I would never encourage anyone who's never played the game or yeah. didn't love the game to like go look at it like it's it, not fair. it's a total like fan piece to the game itself so it, I also feel like it fundamentally mishandles the like what makes Final Fantasy 7 good is so many things that aren't Cloud, which Cloud yeah. being the main character, and for some reason that movie like fo- hyper focuses on Cloud and his like depression and his like mopey ways, and it's just He's like real mopey. Nah, dog. Like I don't want to. I don't want to see Cloud Let's spend some time with the fun character. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and so like the twenty minutes you see of everyone else is the fucking best. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah. when they're all together. Yeah, and then it's like any glorified like fight movie, right? Like the mm-hmm. best parts of the action sequences. And and you deal with the weird, sad dialogue in between, and yep, <laughs> what it is. But yeah, no, yeah, that that movie's fine for from a fan perspective. In the same way that uh, Spirits Within is is <laughs> the worst for exactly that reason, right? Because it's for fan, it's for fans in no. air quotes, and but yet it like 
Uh, it has nothing to do yeah, with yeah. Final Fantasy. It angers the fans as opposed <laughs> to excites. Well, when you like fucking produce like a dog turd, and then you like have something that's like decent, it's, it's like you know, it's like I was just so happy to see something good that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think a big a big theme for me in terms of media for and maybe even a little bit before quarantine, but definitely, certainly is is I don't want to. Not necessarily. I don't want to think too much because I do like like learning new things and stuff. But I don't want to be challenged <laughs> by the wow. media I'm consuming recently. Um, and even in rewatching uh, the episodes of the, the first episodes of The Mentalist, mm-hmm. I think similar to what Abik was saying is that because it's such a comforting format, even though the stuff they're dealing with is theoretically challenging, it's it's so run of the mill like. That you you know, challenging. Like, you know that there's going to be a murder or yeah, something. Someone's involved. dying, which should theoretically <laughs> be sad and challenging. Yep. But in that that context, it's not. And it's it's solved, right? That that's yeah. the beauty. I, I think I think that's the reason why like House was also fantastic. Like the, yeah. that 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 method, like just when it works, it totally works for me. It's right? that formula. Like, yeah. When Absolutely. when you when you have that that Law and Order of the House formula, yeah. for anyone like those are the shows that you can put on. Like you you said you used to do when you were younger, Rebecca. You put it on in the background. You could watch a thousand yeah. episodes yeah. and remember really nothing from them, but enjoy the whole time that you're watching because it's like this is going to happen. Oh wow, that's a grisly murder. Okay, yeah. that was supposed <laughs> to happen. Yeah. I mean, but if you think about the premise of House, I mean, these are people dying from yep. horribly yeah. rare and tragic wow. diseases. And suffering terribly, but when you think about your memories of House, it's like funny, slapstick, <laughs> sarcastic yeah. doctors self self medical mysteries, right? What so a like, what a kooky drug addled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this doctor is actively doing malpractice. Wow. All every episode uh, is wow. you know what a lovable what a lovable kook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that it's potentially killing and endangering children. And, everybody uh, yeah yeah everyone oh. around him yeah and, and so in that sense yeah it's not it's not challenging mm-hmm. and it's 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 like sugary cereal it's like just it's you know it's not good for you you're not you're not gaining anything from it but it but it's, does, it's 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 enjoyable it's good for you, you yeah know? it's good for you it's good Which for I the think soul is, is reasonable right now like you know totally. we're all just surviving baby biding our time. surviving yeah no i i think yeah, I this probably ran a little bit longer than we were intending, but um Well, how much of it's gonna end up on the chopping room floor, right? Yeah. Oh baby, I'm keeping all of it. Oh, alright. Every last bit. Uh, I apologize to anyone listening to this then. I intended for most of what I said to be edited out. <laughs> I was hoping there was gonna be about eight percent of mine left over in this, so yeah. Keep, deal with my voice. Being, it's gonna be one zero zero, baby. Give <laughs> it all to me. I was promised that I'd be ma- made to sound funny, so if that didn't come through. <laughs> no, no post-production can fix that. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> you said you'd try. I, I will try, right. but sometimes you just, you're just you a natural, like, like yeah. moi. Not all of us can be so gifted. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, so this, again, don't even know if this is going to be uploaded, but if it will, this will be episode zero. Um... Next time, I think we're going to officially start next week. Um, I think the plan is to do it weekly and have 
do two episodes where we just kind of talk about it and kind of like this, just kind of shoot the shit, like have some fun, talk about the mentalist, talk about other stuff. Um, and my, so, and my general idea, like ho- hopefully you guys, um, can agree. I want to, I want to have, I disagree. Uh, oh no. I'm oh, that's a problem. I tentatively oh. <laughs> agree, but let's see what happens. So we're in agreement. I want, I want to have, I want to do a podcast where like, Someone could listen to the, us talking about this and not have to feel like, not have to watch the show to like know what we're talking about, you know, just kind of like, okay. yeah. So, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So I, I have to explain myself. You have to show your work, baby. Give me, give in, me your proofs. I hate, I hate writing out the actual answers. Come on. <laughs> Don't make me do stuff. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, but that yeah. sounds reasonable. So, uh, next time on reading minds and solving crimes he got once, it he's got it nice work again, i have my lovely co-hosts we have in the bottom right bottom left hopefully we have chris sacco yeah that's me we have in the top right oh, oh crap this is audio well whatever stage right <laughs> stage right some we, other guy we have scott lee hey and I am a Vic Basu. Uh, we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Take it easy, guys.